Welcome, attending of a cultured and erudite erudite disposition. Thank you. And be entertained by this adaption of one of the classic adventures of Sherlock Holmes and his ever-present platonic companion. Not platonic. John Walter. <laughs> <laughs> Though the audience may be familiar with this story, yes. the events we, you will bear witness to this eve may not be entirely faithful to the written record. Accurate. Nor... May they not be entirely consistent vis-a-vis characterization. That sounded French. It died. I I love the French. Their dressing is delicious. Oui, oui. Often we know about the syphilis, John. Pipe down. And in fact, may not at all be rendered in the spirit of good taste. Nope. Nor (laughs) considered by some to be fit for public exhibition. But someone say exhibition. Do I have to get naked again? Wow, we're not even through the first paragraph. (laughs) and are off the rails. All right, so here then, for your Yuletide exalterations, a not very accurate or even admirable presentation of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's Christmas classic, The Adventure of the Blue Carbuncle. Who is not a superhero, for the record. It's not like a shitty superhero. I thought you got a blue carbuncle from licking a frozen telephone pole. Well, you, what, so a, a blue carbuncle is when you lick the frozen telephone pole. Your tongue sticks to it. And then a man takes his um, uh, uh, balls, for lack of a better term, <laughs> and uh, puts them in a mitten to warm them, and then puts them on your tongue to defrost it. That is the blue carbuncle. You were in the army way too long, Watson. <laughs> As it is, I had called upon my good friend Sherlock Holmes upon the second morning after Christmas, which, for those scoring at home, would be December the 27th. And uh, in England, we write it 2712, the year, uh, because you yanks are wanks. A day uh, after Boxing Day! <laughs> yes, yes, accurate. Uh, we call that Unboxing Day. It's when I record YouTube videos and post them, <laughs> showing what is inside of a crate that I picked I up want, from yon shipping location. I a YouTube channel where Watson unboxes just random shit now. <laughs> I want to see over there with the bowler. Is this another pulp? <laughs> oh, I like this one. Okay. <laughs> I fancy this character very much. You can stay. The rest of you to eBay with me. Anyway, I had the intention <laughs> of wishing upon Holmes compliments of the season. Which are to say, hey, nice ham. Shockingly and unexpectedly, uh, he was high as a kite lounging upon the sofa in a purple dressing gown. Oh, shit. The pink elephants have come to visit again. Within Sherlock's reach was a pipe rack upon the right and a pile of crumpled morning papers. Now, morning papers, I should clarify, are not like like the newspaper. This His morning papers were his... What he wiped his anus with after shiting everywhere. Those are the evening papers. Carry on. Strangely, these morning papers, which I really should have read the next line before I mentioned that they were poo, uh, were, were newly studied and near at hand. Could not figure out what he was trying to about by studying his used shit paper. But beside him on the couch as well was a wooden chair. The angle on the back hung a very seedy and disreputable hard felt hat. Much the worse for wear, and it was cracked in several places. A lens and forceps lying upon the seat of the chair suggested 
He had been suspended in this manner for the purpose of exa ex ex examination. Examination? Good God. <laughs> you are engaged, I said. Perhaps I interrupt you. Not at all. I am glad to have a friend with whom I can discuss my results. The matter is a perfectly trivial one. He jerked his thumb in the direction of the old hat. But there are points in connection with it which are not entirely devoid of interest or even instruction. I sat myself in his armchair. I moved the dildo and warmed my hands before his crackling fire, for a sharp, oh, that's where it went. sharp frost had set in, and the windows <laughs> were thick with ice crystals, as thick as the dildo. I suppose, <laughs> I remarked, that homely as it looks, this... <laughs> This thing has some deadly story linked onto it. I should clarify at this point for our viewers, I am not talking of the dildo, I am talking of the hat. <laughs> the Although both descriptions are entirely appropriate. In indeed. But mm -hmm. it was the clue which will guide you in the solution of some mystery and the punishment of some crime. No, 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 no crime. Said Sherlock Holmes, laughing. Only one of those whimsical little in incidents, not the dildo, again. Which will happen when you have four million human beings all jostling each other within the space of a few square miles. And there was much jostling happening in London at the oh, time. Oh, hell yes. It was a lovely time. Did you know that Oscar Wilde liked to go to London? Oscar Wilde lives next door. That motherfucker jostles. Yes, he does. He's also riddled, riddled with the crabs. Well, yes, he's a veritable seafood restaurant. We like to call him the Red Lobster. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we were talking about a fucking hat. Amidst, <laughs> amidst the action and reaction of so dense a swarm of humanity, every possible combination of events may be expected to take place, and many a little problem will be presented which may be striking and bizarre without being criminal. We have already had experience of such. I remarked so much so that the last six cases, which I have added my notes... I'd like to point out that I made Sherlock much more interesting by my writing. I was an excellent writer. I still am, in fact. You can find me on wordpress.com. It's drjohnwatson.wordpress.com forward slash... Uh, okay, okay, we're not trying to reboot the whole franchise here. Forward slash uh, Bola Hat Mysteries. Uh, there three have been entirely free of any legal crime. Precisely. And I have no doubt that this small matter will fall into the same innocent category as those other six cases. Otherwise, our dear Mrs. Hudson would have none of it herself. It is to her that this trophy belongs. It's her dildo. No. No, it's Oh, not. it's her hat. What? Dude, what? No. No. She found it. <laughs> she found it. Shut up. She found it. Or rather, an <laughs> or rather an acquaintance of hers, a Mr. Peterson... Profit to her. This is so Victorian. <laughs> Profit to her to pass along to me. Its owner is unknown. I beg that you will look upon it not as a battered Billy Cock, <laughs> but as an intellectual. <laughs> Thanks for that, buddy. <laughs> I love how organic all that was. I know. <laughs> not as a not as a battered Billy male chicken, but as an intellectual problem. And first, as to how it came here. It arrived upon Christmas morning in company with a good fat goose, which is, I have no doubt, roasting at this moment in front of Peterson's fire. It is, as they say, she chonk. The facts are these. Oh, like the altar. <laughs> nice, thick goose. The facts are these. About four o'clock on Christmas morning, Peterson, who, according to Mrs. Hudson, reminder that she sometimes has a habit of lying, but, you know, well... Disregard that at this moment. As she do. 
is a very honest fellow. I don't believe Was that. returning from some small jollification. Mm. And was making his way homewards to Tottenham Court Road. Well, we should cover now that he's looking for some jollification next door at Oscar Wilde's house. He might have been. I don't know. It was a very brief moment between the uh, between the gram and his arrival, so uh, I didn't shake his hand in any in any case. That's for the I best. Just don't. It's best to do in these trying times. Uh, in front of him, he saw in the gaslight a tallish man walking with a slight stagger and carrying a white goose slung over his shoulder. As he reached the corner of Gouge Street, ay, who names these streets? <laughs> a row broke out between the stranger and a little knot of roughs. One of the latter knocked off the man's hat, on which he raised his stick to defend himself, dick joke, swinging it over his head, exposition on the dick joke, smashed the <laughs> shop window behind him, absurd denouement. Peterson had rushed forward to protect the stranger from his assailants, but the man, shocked at having broken the window and seeing an official-looking person in uniform rushing towards him, dropped his goose, that may be a euphemism for something, took to his heels and vanished amid the labyrinth of small streets which lie at the back of Tottenham Court Road. The roughs had also fled at the appearance of Peterson so that he was left in possession of the field of battle and also of the spoils of victory in the shape of this battered hat and a most impeachable, sorry, unimpeachable, which is the exact opposite of what I just said. Christmas goose. Oh, which surely... Say something, Watson. <laughs> surely, surely. You can always rely on me to speak, Holmes. I'm going to to, to to expound upon what you said now as you drink some tea and clear your vocal cords. Why we keep your ass around, sure. Watson. <laughs> yes, I understand. It's, it's, I, I know why I'm here. I'm, I, I offer nothing but pause. Um, surely... Mr. Peterson restored these items to yon owner. My dear fellow, there lies the problem. Of fucking course it does. <clears throat> yeah, otherwise we would be done already. It is true that for Miss Henry Baker was printed upon a small card which was tied to the bird's left leg, and it is also true that the initials HB are legible upon the lining of this hat, but as there are some thousands of bakers and some hundreds of Henry Bakers in this city of ours, it is not easy to restore lost property to any one of them. Uh, well, in that case, what did Peterson do? <sighs> he did not snort coke with me before talking about this situation, I assure you. But after recounting this tale to Mrs. Hudson and knowing of our association, gave to her bring round both hat and goose to me on Christmas morning, knowing that even the smallest problems are of interest to me. The goose we retained until this morning, when there were signs that in spite of the slight frost, it would be well that it should be eaten without unnecessary delay. I should pause here to let you know that the goose started to smell like shit. <laughs> well, I guess... I, it must have been because I stuck my dick in it, okay? Uh, not what I was implying at all! <laughs> It smelled oh, you said, like shit because it was I'm, rotting, I'm rotting sorry, you flesh. Said, you said you said feces, not number three. I'm sorry, Holmes. What is number three exactly? Do I have to say this out loud? <laughs> well, I'd just like to point out that you brought it up, and we're only on page four of a thirty-page script. So go for it. Okay. Well, number one is P. <laughs> yes. <laughs> If I wasn't in the public why domain... Why are you explaining this to a doctor? <laughs> yeah, why? <laughs> I'm not that kind of doctor. <laughs> He's like, it's an honorary, like Dr. J. I don't know. <laughs> I'm a field medic, for God's sake. Look, I have a doctor, doctorate in poetry. 
I'm not an actual medical doctor. I'm Dr. John Watson, poet. That's all. Oh, oh the doctorate in liberal arts, as it would be. Hey, look, I knew it was a, a, a terrible degree to go for, but I had yes. to go to college. My dad told me I needed to be there, or he was going to kick me out and sell all my Yu-Gi-Oh cards. <laughs> wasn't in the public domain, I'm pretty sure we'd be getting sued right back into the pages. <clears throat> the goose we retained until this morning, when there were signs that, in spite of the slight frost, it would be well that it should be eaten without unnecessary delay, we know it smells like shit and not cum. Mrs. Hudson has carried it off back to the family Peterson, therefore, to fulfill the ultimate destiny of a goose, while I continue to retain the hat of the gentleman who lost his Christmas dinner. Did, did, did he not advertise? No. Then what clue could you have to his two identity? Only as much as we can deduce. From his goose? D- no. No, it's in somebody's turn cutter right now. <laughs> From his hat. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Holmes. <laughs> it, yeah, you can't eat a fucking hat, can you? Okay. I'll do the detective advertising. And you... <laughs> You listen to me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. I I would like to point out that you have plenty of illicit materials around your person at all times. What with the heroin and cocaine. That is true. I don't know. I think I'm out by now. We'll check that in a little bit. Uh, We'll we'll call Mrs. Hudson. I'm sure she has a reserve. Oh, Mrs. Hudson is going to make quite an entrance, I assure you. (laughs) Anyway. What? We can deduce... What? What's, what? 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 <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? What? In the bum. What, what exactly can you can you gather from an old battered hat? Let's let's try to remember. <laughs> Only as much as we can deduce from his hat, precisely. There we. That's that's how. <laughs> that's that's how this conversation would have gone in another universe. But here we are. Anyway. So, so uh, obviously you, you are joking, Holmes. W- what can you gather from this old battered felt? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Here is my lens. You know my methods. Yes. What can you gather yourself as to the individuality of the man who has worn this article? <sighs> I took the tattered object in my hands and turned it over rather ruefully. He's narrating. I can see nothing, said I, handing it back to my friend. On the contrary, Watson, you can see everything. You fail, however, to reason from what you can see. You are too timid in drawing your inferences, and also, you're a dummy dum-dum. You know, I'm getting really sh-fucking tired of all of this. Hey, hey, Watson, you're a dumb fuck. I have a doctorate. I believe this is the first time I've actually referenced your uh, lack of wit in this entire affair. Up till now, we've inferred that you are a... A, uh, uh, a sexual deviant of some indeterminate type, and B, that you have a scat fetish, but I haven't questioned your intelligence up till that point, really. I was just kind of friendly, ribs. A bit of a jostling, if you will, which happens in this neighborhood, you might have heard. <laughs> I, I apologize for being offended, Sherlock. It's, it's, uh, All right, dumb it's, fuck, it's, we'll continue. Uh, uh, yes. <clears throat> Pray, tell my dumbass what it is you can infer from this fucking hat. He picked it up and gazed at it in a peculiar introspective fashion, which was characteristic of him. In other words, he looked at it with his tongue hanging out and a finger up his nostril. Ha! Ah. All right, well, hmm. 
It is perhaps less suggestive than it might have been. He remarked. And yet, oh, thank you. I did. <laughs> and yet, there are a few inferences which are very distinct, and a few others which represent at least a strong balance of probability. By the way, where the fuck from England am I? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you're clearly from uh, 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 Porridge Yorkshire. Porridge Pudding Hampton Shire. <laughs> porridge Pudding Hampton Yorkfordshire Keeble Bolly Joxford is the place. That's correct. Is that the country? No. Go, it's, go away. It's, you're, it's you're, in, you're not scheduled to be here yet. Oh, oh, I don't know. It's a tea. <laughs> Back into the bathroom with you. You were assigned to a very specific task, and we know you're not done with it. Oh, so, so can you tell me, Holmes, whether this man was perhaps highly intellectual? What the hell does that mean? Oh, yes, um... <laughs> I'm giving you a cue. Of course. <laughs> it is obvious upon the face of it. Duh. And also that he was fairly well-to-do within the rest, within the last three years, although he has now fallen upon evil days. Ooh, what does that mean? Uh, it's very, it's very dramatic. Oh, yes. <laughs> understood. He, he had false sights, but has less now than formerly, pointing to a moral retrogression, which, when taken with the decline of his fortunes, seems to has seems to indicate some evil influence, probably drink, at work upon him. Like I have any room to judge. <laughs> this may account also for the obvious fact that his wife has ceased to love him. Why am I so cruel? <laughs> <laughs> My dear Holmes. He has. Hey, I just call like I see it. <laughs> I'm just saying what y'all thinking. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. He has, however, retained. <laughs> Mash the subscribe button. <laughs> I'm running for president in two years. Well, be sure to click the little elect uh, bell thingy to get notifications as well. Yes. Like, subscribe, and lick my taint. Okay. He has, however, retained some degree of self-respect. <laughs> I doubt that very much. Yet again. <laughs> he is a man who leads a sedentary life, goes out little, and is out of training entirely, is middle-aged, has grizzled hair, which he has had cut within the last few days, and which he anoints with lime cream. At least he goes that far. These are the more potent facts which are to be deduced from this hat. Also, by the way, that it is extremely pro improbable that he has gas laid on in his house. <laughs> is that a fart joke? <laughs> it's a fart joke. Whatever. I, I, yeah. I don't... I, two things. One, I believe you're joking, Holmes. And two, you mm. really do not like this gentleman, do you? Again, I have uh, I have no horse in this race at all. <laughs> do, do, um, do you not? He has no self-respect. His wife does not love him. He's a fat well, fuck who lays about all the time. I don't believe I worded it quite like that, <laughs> Mr. Watts. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, regardless, you're certainly joking right now. Oh, yes, I totally am. Uh, except now I have to say not in the least. <laughs> we'll just, we'll just let my high-functioning autism rest, uh... <laughs> rest at fault there, and, uh, I shall continue. Is it possible that even now, when I give you these results, you are unable to see how they are attained? Uh, uh, clearly, this is a script written by Sherlock Holmes. I have no doubt that I am very stupid. I have no idea what you're talking about, Wilson. <laughs> but I must confess I am unable to follow you. For example, how did you deduce this man was intellectual? For answer, Holmes clapped the hat upon his head, did a tiny oh. little jig, and it came right over the forehead It settled upon the bridge of his nose. It is a question of cubic capacity, said he. Said me. Uh... <laughs> 
A man with so large a brain must have something in it. The decline of his <laughs> fortunes, then. Excuse me, if you weren't able to understand me, it's because I haven't removed my mouth from my own clock. <laughs> Hang on one sec. I am an esser. <laughs> so, so uh, obviously, uh, what's on his mind is the decline of his fortunes, then. Yes, this hat is three years old, as was previously stated. Yes. Do neither of us remember saying... Anyway, this flat bridge curled at the edge came in then. It is at, It is a hat of the very best quality. Look at the band of ribbed silk and the excellent lining. If this man could afford to buy so expensive a hat three years ago and has had no hat since, then he has assuredly gone down in the world. I have deduced all of this meaning behind his character from a fucking piece of headwear. Uh, that's clear enough, certainly. <laughs> uh, it's all very obvious now. Is it? Yes, but Or one... am I high as a kite? Well, it, no, no, no. It, it's very clearly 100%. I, it's just it's screaming at me that this is what's going on. I understand completely. Um, uh, but how about the foresight and the moral retrogression? Sherlock laughed. <laughs> Here's the foresight, Watson. He said, putting his finger upon the little disc in loop of the heat securer. Hat, hat securer. They are never sold upon hats, whatever the fuck this is. If this man ordered one, it is a sign of a certain amount of foresight since he went out of his way to take this precaution against the wind. But since we see that he has broken the elastic and has not troubled to replace it, it is obvious that he has less foresight now than formerly, which is, a, which is distinct proof of a weakening nature. On the other hand, he has endeavored to conceal some of these stains upon the felt by daubing them with ink, which is a, which is a sign that he has not entirely lost his self-respect. Well, your reasoning is certainly plausible, Sherlock. The further points that he is middle-aged, that his hair is grizzled, that it has been recently cut, and that he uses lime cream, whatever that is, are all to be gathered from a close examination of the lower part of the lining. Yes. The lens discloses a large number of hair ends clean cut by the scissors of the barber. Yes. They all appear to be adhesive, and there is a distinct odor of lime cream. What does it smell it's like? Dust. Smells like desperation. Oh. All right. By Calvin Klein. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that was that was rather good. Thank you. This dust, you will observe, is not the gritty gray dust of the street, but the fluffy brown dust of the house, showing that it has been hung up indoors most of the time, while the marks of the moisture upon the inside are proof positive that the wearer perspired very freely and could therefore hardly be in the best of training. First off, Sherlock, one, I'm shocked that there are different types of dust there. <laughs> I'm shocked that we've said deduce something like five times <laughs> since the start of this and none of us has made a poop joke, trailing it in its wake. Well, uh, we've had a lot of fecal talk already and I don't think we really need to make jokes of it. Poop is a very serious matter. How have you uh, deduced that his wife, uh, you said she ceased to love him? I don't think you want to know, Watson. I don't think you're ready. No, I think you're right. Row credits. <laughs> <laughs> And no, Tonto does not need to interject. Uh, no, I don't need to, uh, Tonto's not here. Lone Ranger's mother, however, is. And, uh, yes, everything is fine. Uh, but you, you said his wife, uh, she ceased to love him. That's correct. <laughs> How can you tell? This hat has not been brushed for weeks. When I see you, my dear Watson, with a week's accumulation of dust upon your hat, and when your wife allows you to go out in such a state, I shall fear that you uh, also have been unfor unfortunate enough to lose your wife's affections. Uh, but he might be a bachelor. Just batching it up all day long. Nay, he was bringing home the goose as a peace offering to his wife. Remember the card upon the bird's leg. 
You have an answer to everything, don't you, Sean? It's because I know everything, dipshit. Come on. Yeah, that's fine. Keep up. Um, how on earth do you drop a deuce that the gas is not laid in this house? And that's Jenga! One tallow stain... <laughs> <laughs> One tallow stain, or even two, might come by chance, but when I see no less than five, five tallow stains... Should we explain what the hell tallow is? Well, it's, no, it's, it's, yeah, uh, yeah, it's a okay. gas... It's it's old Victorianese for a uh, 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 candle. It's whale wax. It's whale fat. Oh, uh, there it is. This is wax rendered from whale fat. Oh, oh, that's fascinating. Fat has so much more impact when you say it in Victorian style. It's sort of blubber. Yes. Rather rotund. Oh, yeah. I think that there can be... Like little... Lone Ranger's mother! Ah, uh, two Jengas in one night. Uh, uh, carry on. Should've I shall, I shall, I shall make no more mention of her. <laughs> <laughs> but when I see no less than five, I think that there can be little doubt that the individual must be brought into frequent contact with burning tallow. Walks upstairs at night, probably with his hat in one hand and a guttering candle in the other. Anyhow, he never got tallow stains from a gas jet. Are you satisfied? <laughs> yes. Uh, it is very ingenious, I said, laughing. Ha ha ha! But since there's been no crime committed, no ham, harm, not ham, no harm done, <laughs> save the loss of a goose. And this seems to be rather a waste of energy, Sherlock. No, the ham has not been harmed. It is in the icebox. Sherlock had opened his mouth to reply. <laughs> when the door flew open, and Mrs. Hudson rushed into the apartment with flushed cheeks, both top and bottom. Shit and Shinola, Hudson. And the face of a woman who was dazed with astonishment. Mr. Holmes! Oh, I gotta step over the evening papers. <laughs> the goose! That's in the Mr. morning Holmes. papers. The goose! What did you do? your evening papers? <laughs> Those are next to the afternoon papers. <laughs> <laughs> eh, what's of it then? Has it returned to life and flapped off through the kitchen window? <laughs> what the? Don't be a twat! <laughs> Holmes twisted himself round upon the sofa to get a fairer view of our friend's excited face. See here! I've told you, Peterson, look at what his wife found in the goose's crop! <laughs> she held out his hand and displayed upon the centre of the palm a brilliantly scintillating blue stone, rather smaller than a bean in size, but in such a purity and radiance <laughs> that it twinkled like an electric point in the dark hollow of her hand. Sherlock sat up with a whistle. <sighs> too dry. <laughs> By Jove! This is a treasure trove indeed. I suppose you know what you've got there. A diamond? A precious stone? He cuts the glasses over a well putty. First of all, you have no regard for your own property. It's amazing that you've even got two What I do with my spare time is none of your business, Mr. Holmes. <laughs> down here messing with your scientific beakers going all jostled left and right? No! <laughs> First of all, I'm surprised you can see anything. Secondly, I am quite <clears throat> blind. <laughs> it's more than a precious stone. It is the precious stone. Not the Countess of Morecar's blue carbuncle. I ejaculated. <laughs> <laughs> Precisely so, God, we're immature. I ought to know its size and shape, seeing that I have read the advertisement about it in the Times every day lately. That's over there in the morning papers. <laughs> it is absolutely unique, and its value can only be conjectured, but the reward offered of £1,000 is certainly not within a twentieth part of the market price. £1,000? Great lord of mercy! 
That is the reward, Mrs. Chapman, and I have reason to know that there are sentimental considerations in the background which would induce the Countess to part with half her fortune if she could but recover the gem. It was lost, if I remember all right, at the Hotel Cosmopolitan. Precisely so. <clears throat> On December the 22nd, just five days ago, Hotel... Ooh, what the fuck? Cosmopolitan! Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you know, it was a brain exploitation. Anyway, just five days ago, I have some account of the matter here, I believe. Here we go. Hotel Cosmopolitan Jewel Robbery. John Horner, 26, plumber, was brought up upon the charge of having upon the 22nd abstracted from the jewel case of the Countess of Morcar the valuable gem known as the Blue Carbuncle. James Ryder... Hardly even know her. Golf clubs. <laughs> <laughs> he made a funny. Look at this. Bravo. <laughs> I'll see myself out. <laughs> No, no, Mrs. Watson, come back. You still have two more. Oh, 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 oh shit. Okay. <laughs> James Ryder, yes? Upper attendant at the hotel gave his evidence to the effect that he had shown Horner up to the dressing room of the Countess of Morcar upon the day of the robbery. Evidence of a previous conviction for robbery having been given against the prisoner, the magistrate refused to deal summarily with the offense, but referred it to the assizes. What the fuck? It's... Several sizes of ass, I assume. <laughs> the Aziz? As <laughs> no, it is Achu. Bless you. <laughs> Alright. Horner, who had shown signs of intense emotion during the proceedings, fainted away at the conclusion and was carried out of court like the limp bitch he is. My god. So much for the police court, said Holmes thoughtfully, tossing aside the paper. Oh, there's that whistle I was looking for. Yeah. <laughs> the question for us now to solve is the sequence of events leading from a rifle jewel case at one end of the crop of a goose in Tottenham Court Road at the other. You see, Watson, our little deductions have suddenly assumed the much more important and less innocent aspect. Here is the stone. The stone came from the goose, and the goose came from Mr. Henry Baker, right. the gentleman with the bad hat and all the other characteristics with which I have bored you. Hey, accurate. Hey, you know what? <laughs> 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 so now we must set ourselves very seriously <laughs> to finding this gentleman and ascertaining what part he has played in this little mystery. To do this, we must try the simplest means first, and these lie undoubtedly in an advertis- Oh, no, they said it like advertisement back in the day. Yes. In all the evening papers, if this fails, I shall have recourse to other methods. Sherlock Holmes. What will you say? Don't pack the mail and treat my monkey on a train. Don't wrap my rod. Give me a pencil and that slip of paper. I'm going to write these lyrics down. I think I have something here. Now then, found at the corner of Googe Street, a goose and a black felt hat. Mr. Henry Baker can have the same by applying at 6.30 this evening at 221B Baker Street. That is clear and concise. Very well, but where will he see it? Well, hopefully if he's not drinking and stuffing rice patties into his fucking fat face, then he ought to. Holy shit. I, I don't have anything against this man. It's okay. <laughs> well, he's sure to keep an eye on the paper since to a poor man. The loss was a heavy one. He was so clearly scared by his mischance in breaking the window and by the approach of Peterson that he thought of nothing but flight. But since then, he must have bitterly regretted the impulse which caused him to drop his bird. Then again... The introduction of his name will cause him to see it, for everyone who knows him will direct his attention to it. Here you are, Miss Hudson. If you could run down to the advertising agency and have this put in the evening papers, I would appreciate it if you just fucked off now. Is it print dead? Oh, wait, no, this is the 1800s. <laughs> in which papers? 
Oh, but it is still slowly dying, surprisingly. Oh, in the Globe, Star, Paul Mall, St. James, Evening News, Hustler, Biggins. Oh, I forgot I wrote these in. <laughs> I do believe you made some of those up. Especially macho girls. <laughs> I love, I'm a big fan of, of Jungle Love Quarterly. Again, next to the evening papers. The Standard, Echo, and any others that occur to you. Oh, very well, then. Oh, and the stone? Oh, yes. Uh, I shall keep the stone. You know, for safekeeping. Thank you. And I say, just buy a goose on your way back and leave it here with me, for we must have one to give to this gentleman in place of the one which Peterson's family is now devouring. When Mrs. Hudson had gone, Holmes took up the stone and held it against the light. It's a bonny thing. Just see how it glints and sparkles. Of course, it is a nucleus and focus of crime. Every good stone is. They are the devil's pet baits. In the larger and older jewels, every facet may stand for a bloody deed. This stone is not yet 20 years old. It was found in the banks of the Amari River in southern China and is remarkable in having every characteristic of the carbuncle save that it is blue in shade instead of ruby red. In spite of its youth, it has already a sinister history. There have been two murders, a vitriol throwing, a suicide, and several robberies brought about for the sake of this 40-grain weight of crystallized charcoal. Who would think that so pretty a toy would be a purveyor to the gallows and the prison? I'll lock it up in my strong box now and drop a line to the countess to say that we have it. Do you think that this man, Horner, is innocent? I cannot tell. How the fuck can you not tell for this, but you could tell with everybody else? I don't have another hat. I don't know what to tell you uh, about. <laughs> fair, fair play, Holmes. Uh, do you imagine that this other one, Mr. Henry Baker, had anything to do with the, mur- the matter? Not the murder, the matter. Oh, murder happens the rest of the year. This is Christmas. Oh, that's right. No killings. That's kind of weird. It's still London. I don't know. It's anyway, right. um... It is, I think, much more likely that Henry Baker is an absolutely innocent man who had no idea that the bird which he was carrying was of considerably more value than if it were made of solid goddamn gold. That, however, I shall determine by a very simple test if we have an answer to our advertisement. Advertisement, sorry. And you can can do nothing until then? Well, there's the evening papers. Oh! Otherwise, nothing. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, In that case, I shall continue my professional rounds. Uh, I, I'm going down to uh, uh, the, the bar. Is, is Watson having a stroke? <laughs> uh, Good God, man. Uh, Take a seat. Personally, I'm not having a stroke, but Lone Ranger's mother is giving a stroke. Uh, I shall come back in the evening. I swear evening. to God, Watson. <laughs> I shall come back in the evening, if you've mentioned. But I should like to see the solution of the so tangled a business. Very glad to see you, I said, out of the, out of the side of my mouth. I dine at seven... There is a woodcock, I believe. Yes, there Just is. Just cocks everywhere. Yep. By the way, in view of recent occurrences, uh, perhaps I ought to misc... Uh, perhaps I ought to misc... Our strokes... Spit it out, man! Watson, you're the doctor. Our strokes contagious. <laughs> Again, I'm a poetry doctor. <laughs> that's, that's, that's true. You are... I, I think I shall never see a stroker's lovely blue fart... Cut. <laughs> <laughs> So you're not even good at that, huh? <laughs> well, that was my poem about having a stroke. <laughs> oh, I get it. Very meta. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, I, <laughs> I, 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 I choose to, to put myself into the position of my my subjects that I write about. It's, it's... Okay, listen. I gotta go eat, man. So if you don't well, mind, you, I... you dine at you dine at seven, and it's still morning. Yeah, yeah. But but there's a woodcock. I oh, should mention that again. I I will I will take my leave of you and. Uh, Perhaps we should ask Mrs. Hudson to examine its crop. I'm yes. not doing shit! <laughs> go fucking to the gone. advertisement agency, you... Oh, I haven't left yet. <laughs> <laughs> I had to grab my coat. It's 
It's cold. It's December in fucking London. It's cold out. Watson, she's in the WC, and I've heard her grunting for the last five minutes. Oh, it's the screaming shit it is. <laughs> <laughs> I had been deleted a case, and I was a little half past six, and I found myself in Baker Street once more. When I approached the house, I saw a tallish, tallish man in a Scotch bonnet with a coat who was buttoned up to his chin, waiting outside in the bright summer circle, which was thrown from the fanlight. Just as I arrived, the door was open, and we were showed up together to Holmes's room. Mr. Henry Baker and uh, Drunk Watson, I believe. Uh, he said, rising from the armchair, greeting his <laughs> visitor with the easy air of geniality, which he could <coughs> so readily assume. Holy shit, Watson! <laughs> I... You smell like... You smell like formaldehyde. Um, it must have been some fucking good stuff. I feel really lovely. All right. Well, there's the floor. Feel free. Pray take this chair by the fire, Mr. Baker. <laughs> <laughs> Your mustache is not a pretty sight at the moment. Oh, no. Dr. Watson. Doctor of vomiting. Uh, poetry. Poetry. Delicious. Doctor of po poetry, of course. Delicious poetry. Pray take this uh, chair by the fire. I'm addressing Mr. Baker now. You can go ahead and stay on the floor. Right. It is a cold night, and I observe that your circulation is more adapted for summer than for winter. Oh, you're such an asshole. Is that your hat, Mr. Baker? Uh, yes, sir. Can somebody come collect your friend? He seems a little... All right, Watson, up and at him. Yes. All right, here's the coat rack. Uh, Lean against this. Okay, uh, uh, you're well. beautiful. Oh. Why are you gnawing uh, on the arm? I'm an old oh, this is bullshit. boy Look, from just the Thames, and I like no. to go no, no, for swims. Is this a normal Thursday and night around here? I like here? to touch myself with Typically, myself. it's a Sunday night, but... I've lost track, you see. Without my hat, I'm nothing. Mr. Yeah, Miss Hudson's not here to punch him in the stomach and send him outside. Mr. Baker was a large man with rounded shoulders, a <laughs> massive head... <laughs> and a broad, intelligent face sloping down. Oh, you're gonna make out with him? You're gonna do it, uh, Watson? Huh? No, that's the. I'm. I'm talking to the clothespin. Uh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> sloping down to a pointed beard and uh, of grizzled brown. I don't like him so much. A touch of. I'm already married. Uh, yeah. A touch of red in nose and cheeks. The slight tremor of his extended hand recalled Holmes' surmise as to his habits. His rusty black frock coat was buttoned right up in front, with a collar turned up, and his lank wrist protruded from his sleeves without a sign of cuff or shirt. He spoke in a slow, staccato fashion, choosing his words with care. He gave the impression, generally, of a man learning in letters who had an ill usage at the hand of fortune. Should I... is he talking to us? Yeah, no. Or is he... No. No. You know, no. that's a... Yeah, that's an excellent question. I'm not talking to you guys. I'm talking to my friend, the clothespin. Yes, because when you're saying these things, you're generally uh, steering your gaze far away from us at some imperceivable point upon an imaginary horizon, Watson. I, I believe for the last two minutes he was just dressing me down, and I... That's I true, he's not even looking you in the eyes, I'm a, is he? Yes. But Watson, are you tripping balls? Oh, uh, there's definitely balls. I don't know why I didn't see that coming. I should have seen that coming, and yet I did not. Yes, that's what she said. Yes, <laughs> oh, yes, yes. I'm going to keep making it. Just let me talk to my friend. So you, you talk. <laughs> you, you two talk. You, Sherlock Holmes, you talk to the man with the giant face, 
and the the All woman, right. the wife who doesn't Wait love him anymore. <laughs> oh, come on now. I, I, I was told you in the strictest of confidence. And you should know by now to have no confidence in me. I, I, I really should, yes. <laughs> you think you would have learned by now. Now you guys talk. I'm t- I've, yeah, I've decided that my Watson is now just going to be Keith Richards. <laughs> <laughs> Watson, I believe I just saw your invisible friend walking into the kitchen. Uh, Close, Finn. Come here. Let's go shopping. Little does he know, we don't have a kitchen. We have retained these things for you someday. <laughs> He just made a goofy noise, falling out the window. <laughs> I'm guessing that's what happened. I don't know, really. Because we expected to see an advertisement from you giving your address, I am at a loss to know now why you did not advertise. Our visitor gave a rather shamefaced laugh. <laughs> that's what that sounds like. <laughs> well, as I told the woman smoking the cigar who answered your door, shillings have not been so plentiful with me as they once were, so I've had to go on the street. She's not a good listener, that I, one. No. no. I've had no doubt that the gang of roughs who assaulted me had carried my goose and my hat came off in the shuffle. I did not care to spend more money in a hopeless attempt at recovering them. That was way better than I was expecting. God damn, dude. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very naturally. By the way, about the bird, we were compelled to eat it. To eat it? Yes. That uh, was very expressive of me. It, it was. It was a goose, you fuck, and it's Christmas. Of course we ate it. I believe Clothespin is paging you once again, Watson. put your pants back <laughs> on, Clothespin. It's good <laughs> Yes, it would have been no use to anyone had we not done so. But I presume that this other goose upon the sideboard, which is about the same weight and perfectly fresh and unbuggered, will answer your purpose equally well. You, you measure these things? Oh, certainly. certainly. Yes. I kind of had to. I don't. I, I can't. I can't deal with them when they're under a certain weight. But then, never mind that. Of course, we still have the feathers, legs, crop, and so on of your own bird. So if you wish, it's a little crusty. But I think you can make do with. Well, the man burst into a hearty laugh. Oh, 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 oh. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> he was. He was coughing at the same time. It was very strange. <laughs> well, this is. They might be useful to me as relics of my adventure, but beyond that, I cannot hardly see what the use of the dejectra member of my late acquaintance are hey, going to be of look me. look at the big brain on brawn! <laughs> Nay, sir! I think that's with your permission. I may confine my attentions to the excellent bird, which I perceive upon your sideboard. Sherlock Holmes glanced sharply across at me with a slight shrug of his shoulders. There's your hat, then, and there your bird. By the way, would it bore you to tell me where you got the other one from? I am somewhat of a foul fancier. I'm just coming right out with it, apparently. Yes, he and I have, is. <laughs> and I've seldom seen a better grown goose. Yeah, we, all, we all need our hobbies. He, bug, mm-hmm. he, he, he used to bug a pheasants on the weekend, he did. I'm not what you do big. with your own time is none of my business. Mm. But certainly, sir. Said Baker, who had taken and tucked his newly gained property under his arm. There are a few of us who frequent the Alpha Inn near the museum. We are found in the museum itself during the day. You understand? We have a fondness for museums. <laughs> if I say museum again, just go ahead and fucking slap me. <laughs> this year, our host, Wingate by name, Institute Goose Club. You're the most keyed down Scotsman I've ever met. Uh, <laughs> he's He's been busy playing with clothespin. 
How come everybody can see him but me? Uh, cl- uh, clothespins, just, you have to experience clothespin in your soul, mate. <laughs> Maybe if you put down the snuff once in a while, you, you uh, get more of your scenery. Uh, yeah, I think the cocaine would have done something. That's not, it's, not, <laughs> it's not snuff in his nose, mate. That's, that's, that's straight Colombian cocaine. That's mank booger sugar. Yes. Fresh from the streets of Manchester. That's the greatest... Should, should I keep it going? You're double-chinned reprobate. Yeah, we have somebody talking fu- to us. Fucking clothespin. <laughs> <laughs> now he's dancing with the hot rack. That's what it is, a hot rack, not a clothespin. <laughs> That's a big-ass clothespin, mate. Okay, you know what? Here, just... We'll, we'll let him do the thing. And then here, pass clothespin to me. Uh, Maybe he just no. He just needs to. No. He just needs to be set to no. rights. It's okay. No. It's okay. He's asking me. No. I love. Okay, I have Watson. Yes. I hate to break it to what? you. Okay. Okay. Clothespin needs some space. Oh. You can't see that in his eyes. <sighs> he doesn't have any eyes, mate. He's a hat rack. I didn't even know he was a he. But either way, <laughs> that is. Did you assume the gender <laughs> of a hat rack? I assume the wood grain as well. I'm Sherlock It's all compounds. <laughs> that is what I do. I assume and then I deduce. But mm-hmm. but not the race, not the ethnicity of people, because that would be awful. Well, impossible for me. And yes, I'm so much better than that. Yeah, cheers on you for not seeing colour, brother. Very progressive. Yes. Yes, I am. Do, do now, you well, want to hear the story about how I get the fucking goose? I don't know. Both of your fudge packers would just shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) This year, our good host, Wingate by name, instituted a goose club. It was foolish. But on the consideration of a few pence every week, we were each to receive a batter at Christmas. My pence were duly paid, because for some reason I am the most honest Scot in all of the English Isles. As As we previously established, you're a rich in character. And education. But very in the pocket. And, you know, kind of a lot ass. <laughs> well, the rest is familiar. And your wife doesn't love you. We don't have to keep reminding him of that one. <laughs> <laughs> he probably already knows. But because of the goose <clears throat> you are giving me, I am much indebted to you, sir. So if you ever come to my local pub, I'll share a jug of ale with you. With a comical pomposity of manner, he bowed solemnly to both of us and strode off upon his way. Actually, genuinely humble. There's no pomp about that whatsoever. Look at this polite boy. Sir, He's very polite," said Holmes when he had closed the door behind him. "Oh yeah, so much for that uh, <laughs> shithead. Anyway, um, <laughs> it is quite certain that he knows nothing whatever about the matter. Are you hungry, Watson? Yeah, no. You fucking liar. Then I suggest <laughs> that we turn our dinner into a supper and follow up this clue while it's still hot. By all means. It was a bitter night, so we drew on our ulsters and wrapped caravats, cravats about our throats. Outside, the stars were shining coldly on a cloudless sky, and the breath of the passers-by blew out into smoke like so many pistol shots. He is a poet. Our fitfalls rang out crisply and loudly as we swung through the doctor's quarter. Wimpole Street, Arley Street, and so through Wigmore Street into Oxford Street, and also all kinds of other streets. In a, <laughs> in a quarter of an hour, we were in Bloomsbury at the Alpha Inn, which is a small pub at the corner of one of the streets, which runs into the whole bourne. One of those all kinds of streets we were just discussing. Yes. Holmes Mm. pushed open the door of the private bar and ordered 42 glasses of beer from the ruddy-faced white apron landlord. All right, 41 glasses (laughs) of beer for me and Watson. Care to wet your whistle? I'm uh, still wet. No, I'm good. Huh? Okay, (laughs) no. (laughs) 
should be excellent if it is as good as your geese. My geese? <laughs> yes. Yes. I was speaking only half an hour ago to Mr. Henry Baker. Man, you sound familiar. <laughs> Who is a member of your goose club. Oh, yes, I see, but you see this. <laughs> And the air pollution would be the downfall of us all. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, so I'm, I'm back to my normal self, you see. I'm, I'm, I, I should know not to talk to you anyway. Yes, it's <laughs> probably for the best. <laughs> Indeed, I know some of them, Barkeep. Which was it? Ah, uh, Breckenridge's name! <laughs> it's like a smurf with head trauma. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, Breckenridge, I don't know him. Well, here's your good health, landlord. Prosperity uh, to your house. There's actually a mug right in front of me. I could have used this as a prop. <laughs> good night. Yeah, good, good night, Mr. Sherlock Holmes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to this bar. <laughs> and I want to order one of everything. I fear for our man's health behind the bar. <laughs> now, for Mr. Breckenridge. <laughs> Remember, Watson, that though we have so homely a thing as a goose at one end of this chain, we have at the other a man who will certainly get seven years penal servitude. Hey! Penal servitude uh, of the penal variety. That's a good, uh, that's a good ratio. <clears throat> yeah, it's good servitude as yes. well. Unless we can establish his innocence. Uh, it is possible that our inquiry may but confirm his guilt, semicolon, but, in any case, I don't know how to pronounce semicolons. I'm sorry, Watson. We have a line of investigation which has been missed by the police and which a singular chance has been placed in our hands. Let us follow it out to the bitter end. Faces to the south, then, and quick march. Uh, Holy shit, I'm histrionic. Uh, a, a, a semicolon, uh, Sherlock, is, is pronounced uh, much like a comma, just slightly longer. Ah. We passed across the Hurlborn, down Endel Street, and so through a zigzag of slums to Covent Garden Market. One of the largest stalls bore the name of Breckenridge upon it, and the proprietor, a horsey-looking man, with a sharp face and trim side whiskers, was helping a boy put up the shutters. Good evening. It's a cold night. The salesman nodded and shot a questioning glance at my companion. Sold out of geese, I see. Continued Holmes, pointing at the bare slabs of marble. Let you have 500 tomorrow morning. Nope, that's no good. I can't uh, bugger that. Eat that many. I can't eat that many, Mr. Breckenridge. You're just a frail thing. I think you can eat it all. No. Well, there are some on the stall with the goss fly. Ah, but I was recommended to you. Who by? The landlord of the Alpha. Oh, yeah. I sent him a couple of rotten dozen. And fine birds. Oh, gross. Okay. And fine birds they were, too. Now I'm just lying. Where did you get them from now? To my surprise, the question provoked a burst of anger from the salesman. Now, then, mister. Okay. Those were not semicolons there. It was a little, little <laughs> too long. He, he said with his head cocked and his arms akimbo. What are you driving at, eh? It is straight enough. I should like to know who sold you the geese which you supplied to the Alpha. Well, then I shan't tell you, so now. Fuck, man. <laughs> uh, he asked very nicely, you dick. 
<sighs> it is a matter of no importance, but I don't know why I should be so warm over such a trifle. And what's kind of funny about that is that basically I did just say what the fuck, man, but in many more words. You'd be warm, maybe, if you're pestered as I am. When I pay good money for a good article that should be at the end of the business. Oh. But it's, where are the geese? And what do you do the geese to? You and what do somebody. you take the geese? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that sometime before tonight. I can't remember <laughs> where. Well, I was around an ugly woman with a cigar. <laughs> One would think these are the only geese in the world to hear a fuss that is made over them. Well, I have no connection with any of these other assholes that have been busting your balls all about this <laughs> tonight. If you won't tell us, the bed is off, that is all. But I'm always ready to back my opinion on a matter of fowls, and I have a fiver on it that the bird I ate is country bread. <laughs> well then, you've lost yourself a fiver. It's town bread. Reverse psychology. Anyway, it's nothing of the kind. I'll say it is. I don't believe it. Do you think you know more about fowls than I? And I have oh, been handling them ever since I was a wee nipper. <laughs> I tell you, all the birds we went to the Alpha were town bread. You'll never persuade me to believe that. No. Well, you bet then. It's merely taking your money, for I know that I am right, for I am Sherlock fucking Holmes. But I'll have a sovereign on with you just to teach you not to be obstinate. The salesman chuckled grimly. <laughs> Bring me the books, Bill. The small boy brought around a small, thin volume and a great greasy-backed one. It's disgusting. <laughs> laying, yeah. them, laying them out together beneath the hanging lamp. That's fucking obscene. Then away with you, you street urchin. Now that Mr. Cockshaw should be nicer to your help. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 he's not Cockshaw, he's Gooshaw. Gooshaw. That's. He's being very cocky about it. Painfully literal, Watson. Yes. Painfully literal. I'm really coming down <laughs> off of the mulled wine. It's very. It's Life is very bad. Well, at least you're coming down, but I'll fix you right up as soon as we get back to oh, 221B. Thank you. Life sucks. Junkie streets. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna go piss on the boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's an extra fiver, by the way. Oh, God. <laughs> I thought that I was out of geese, but before I finish, you'll find that there's still one left in me shop. See the little book? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the list of folk from whom I buy. Do you see? Well, then, here on this page are the country folk. Okay. Yep. And on the numbers after their names are where the accounts are in the big ledger. Now then, mm -hmm. do you see this other page in red ink? Is that red ink? Yes. Well, that's the list of my town suppliers. Now look at the third name. Just read it out to me. Mrs. Oaksnot. Uh, Oakshot. That evil. Snot would have been funnier. <laughs> 117 Brixton Road, 249. All right. I'll, I'll give you that. That would have been funnier. Unfortunately, that's not the name, and we've got to keep this all nice and legal-like. <laughs> Quite so. Now turn up on that ledger. Here you are, uh, Mrs. Oakshot, 117 Brixton Road, Egg and Poultry Supplier. Well then, what's the last entry? You know, you don't have to be so fucking smug about it. <laughs> December 22nd, 24 geese at 7S6D. Quite so. There you are. And I underneath? Sewed to Mr. Windigate of the Alpha at 12S. What have you say now? Sherlock Holmes looked deeply chagrined. He drew a sovereign from his pocket and threw it down upon the slab, turning away with the air of a man whose disgust is too deep for words. A few yards off, he stopped under a lamp post and laughed in the hearty, noiseless fashion which is peculiar to him. <laughs> that, that earlier laugh took it all out of me. 
When you see a man with whiskers of that cut and a pinkin protruding out of his pocket, <laughs> you can always draw him by a bat. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> what is a pinkin? I'm gonna go ahead and guess that it's a uh, it's a pocket square. And uh, not a penis. Which pocket is it coming out of? <laughs> I don't know. That's been, why I'm worried. Could have been pants pockets. <laughs> Either way, I suggest that the next time we encounter a pinkin on one of our many adventures, we do not tug it, no matter the temptation. Those are words to live by, Holmes. Words to live by. Yes, words indeed. I'm going. To, anyway, <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to to look up what a pinkin is right now. <laughs> Do so. It's at least trivia to pursue. Anyway, I dare say that if I had put 100 pounds in front of him, that man would not have given me such complete information as was drawn from him by the idea that he was doing me on a wager. Oh, oh. it's it's actually a newspaper supplement or edition concerning sport, especially football, printed on pink newsprint quotations. No shit! Yeah, no shit whatsoever. Man. it's It's fast. So he was a bookie? No, he was he was a better. He was three time better, perhaps a two time loser yes. in any given week. He's a dumb fuck. Yeah, some uh, some hobbies uh, refuse to die. Uh, well, Watson, we are I fancy nearing the end of our quest. Ah, and the only point which remains to be determined is whether we should go on to this Mrs. Oakshot tonight, or whether we should reserve it for tomorrow, because we put a dash in between the words two and morrow. It is clear from what that surly fellow said that there are others beside ourselves who are anxious about the matter, and I should... His remarks were suddenly cut short by a loud hubbub, which broke out from the stall which we had just left. Turning round, we saw a little rat-faced fellow standing in the centre of the circle of yellow light, which was thrown by the swinging lamp, while Breckenridge, the salesman, framed in the door of his stall, was shaked... Uh, was shaking his fists... <laughs> ...at the cringing figure. I've had enough of you and your geese. Oh, it's a hubbub! <laughs> I wish you were all right the devil together. Whoa. If you come pestering me anymore with your silky talk, I'll set the dog on you. Watson, what's silky talk? <laughs> it's, uh, that's when he talks, uh, he says he'd like to get you into his silk sheets and bugger you. Wow. It's pretty intense. Yeah, it's, uh, right. The guy plays for keeps. Yeah, yeah. No <laughs> shit. All right. Carry on. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> you bring Mrs. Orkinshaw here and I'll answer her. But what have you to do with it? Did I buy the geese for, for you? No, no, but one of them was mine all the same. Well, then ask Miss Oakshot for it. She told me to ask you. I think he's, I think he's cracking. <laughs> <laughs> then you can ask the king of Prussia for all I care. I've had enough of it. Get out of this. He rushed fiercely forward and the inquirer fitted away into the darkness. <laughs> this may save us a visit to Brixton Road. Come with me, Watson, and we will see what is to be made of this fellow. Striding through the scattered knots of people who lounged round the flaring stalls, my companion speedily overtook the little fucker and touched him upon the shoulder. He sprang round, and I could see in the gaslight that every vestige of colour had been driven from his face. Who are you, then? What do you want? A will to live, mostly. Um, but, for tonight... You will excuse me, said... Said Holmes blandly. That's right, I did. But I could not help overhearing the questions which you put to the salesman just now. I think that I could be of assistance to you. Who are you? How could you know anything of the matter? Why is every voice I do Scottish? <laughs> it's it's interesting because this, this lad started out as American. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> My name is Sherlock Holmes. Like, for real. 
It is my business to know what other people don't know. You fucking fucking mic drop, you little shit. <laughs> <laughs> but you can know nothing of this. Excuse me, but I know everything of he it. He does. Because, you know, I know everything. You're endeavoring to trace some geese, which was sold by Miss Oaksnot. Shot. Of Brixton Road to a salesman named Breckenridge, by him in turn to Mr. Windergate of the Alpha, and by him to his club, of which Mr. Henry Baker is a member. Oh, sir, you are the very man whom I have longed to meet. Uh, the little man cried with outstretched hands and quivering fingers. I can hardly explain to you how interested I am in this matter. Sherlock Holmes hailed a four-wheeler, which is passing. It was a bitchin' four-wheeler from, from Kawasaki. <laughs> Hey, where are y'all going? <laughs> We're going mudding! Woo! <laughs> All right, to the Yucapan, Watson. You ride, bitch. All the way to Sturgis. Woo! I'd have it no other way, Holmes. In that case, we had better discuss this in a cozy room rather than in this windswept marketplace, said he. But pray tell me... Wait, that's me. <laughs> said me. But pray tell me, before we go farther, who is it I have the pleasure of assisting? My name is John Robinson. He answered with a sidelong glance. Bullshit! No, no, I'll have the real name. It is always awkward doing business with an alias. Well, then, my real name is James Ryder. Okay, precisely so. Head attendant at the Hotel Cosmopolitan. Pray step into the cab, and I shall soon be able to tell you everything with, with the, <laughs> which you would wish to know. The little man stood glancing from one to the other of us with half-frightened, half-hopeful eyes, as one who is sure whether he is on the verge of a windfall or a catastrophe. Then he stepped into the cab, and in half an hour, we were back in the sitting room at Baker Street. Nothing had been said during our drive, but the high, thin breathing of our new companion, and the claspings and unclaspings of his hands spoke of the nervous tension within him. Oh, and me asking Watson for uh, the eight ball that he resiliently keeps in his back pocket. As always, I've got your back, Sherlock. Bros before nose. Exactly. Here we are. Uh, I'm being very cheery. Here we are. The fire, <laughs> the fire looks. I don't think you read those lines, sir. Hey. I know. Well, I crossed them out, and yet. Uh, anyway. did, I, did I say the the weather outside is frightful? But the and fire. The fire looks so delightful. Indeed. Don't worry. This is not the rape song, as I am being led to believe by public opinion. This fire looks very seasonable in this weather. You look cold, Mr. Ryder. Pray take the basket chair. I will just put on my slippers before we settle this little matter of yours, because I have no sense of priorities. Now then. Oh, look, it's Clothespin. Clothespin? I told you to go home. <laughs> you are distracting Watson. <laughs> uh, now then, you want to know what, came, hey, what became of those geese? Is this a normal Wednesday night for you folks? Uh, yes, sir. Yes. Unsurprisingly, that is the second time somebody has asked me. Also, a normal Sunday for me would be answering that question repeatedly. Uh, I've been chasing geese all day long. I'm, I'm very tired. It's all right. And yet you look none the worse for wear. Unless you always look like that. Or rather, uh, I fancy of that goose. It was one bird, I imagine, in which you were interested, white with a black bar across the tail. Oh, sir, can you tell me where it went to? It came here. Yeah. Yeah? Ooh. Yes, and a uh, most remarkable bird it proved. I don't wonder that you should take an interest in it. It laid an egg after it was dead. The bonniest, brightest little blue egg that ever was seen. I have it here in my museum. Holmes unlocked his strongbox and held up the blue carbuncle, which shone out like a star with a cold, brilliant, many-pointed radiance. Ryder stood glaring with a drawn face, uncertain whether to claim or disown it. Our visitor staggered to his feet and clutched the mantelpiece with his right hand. In any case, the game is up, Ryder. Hold up, man. 
or you'll be into the fireplace. Give him an arm back into his chair, Watson. He's not got blood enough to go in for felony with impunity. Give him a dash of brandy, just because we're bad influence around here. <laughs> so, now he looks a little more human. What a shrimp it is, to be sure. Dude, I, I'm just dressing you down. <laughs> wow. I refer to you as an inanimate object, or... Whatever the fuck that is, I don't. You know what You're I mean. You're degrading me to a lower life form, That's sir. That's exactly what I'm doing. It might have been animate at one point, Sherlock, but now it's just peel and eat. Yes, it's just <laughs> a cocktail at this moment. Yes, make. I've even been deveined. I don't know. Uh, Watson, Mrs. Mrs. Hudson can help Hudson, you with no, deveining later. Uh, for a she's moment, she's been out getting her spark on. Uh, well, let's not bother her right now. <laughs> for a moment, he staggered and nearly fallen, but the brandy had brought a tinge of color into his cheeks. Ah, yes, Brandy. He sat staring with frightened eyes at his accuser. I have almost every link in my hands, and all the proofs which I could possibly need, so there's little which you need to tell me. Still, what little may be, what little may as well be cleared up to make the case complete. You had heard, Ryder, of this blue stone of the Countess of Morcars. It was Catherine Cusack who told me of it. Oh, wasn't she in High Fidelity? Yes, yes, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was wonderful actors. Yes, this got... I believe I remember. Yes. Uh, Catherine Cusack was in High Fidelity. Also, say anything. The toy. The I, toy. I, I, no. I, I loved her in... Um, um, 1408. That was yes, another. That was, uh, Smashing was, performance. I was thinking of the, the one where, he's in, where she was in Rio de Janeiro. And the, at the end of the world came. Uh, 2012. 2012? Yeah. I fine. Uh, uh, but let's go ahead and kill this bit. I see... <laughs> <laughs> I see her ladyship's waiting, maid. Well, the temptation of sudden wealth so easily acquired was too much for you, as it has been for better men before you. Semicolon. But you were not very scrupulous in the means you used, it seems to me, Ryder, that there is the making of a very pretty villain in you. Oh, that's very nice of you to say, sir. He is a rather unattractive man, but to say he's pretty was a good way to build him up. Well, hey, I'm not going to cut, you know, mince words. You knew that this man, Horner, the plumber, had been concerned in some such matter before, and that suspicion would rest the more readily upon him. What did you do then, you little bitch? You had some small job in my lady's room, you and your confederate, John. Sorry, Catherine. No, Cusack. No. And you made some small job in my lady's room. Yes. You managed that he should be the man sent for. Then, when he had left, you rifled the jewel case raised the alarm, and had this unfortunate man arrested. You then... Ryder threw himself down suddenly upon the rug and clutched That's my companion's... That's right, scrub! Sorry. <laughs> For God's sake, have mercy! Think of my father! Think of my mother! I do, all the time. Think of Lone Ranger's mother! No! <laughs> <laughs> it would break all their hearts! Lone Ranger's mother has no heart. I never went wrong before. I never will again. I swear. I swear on the Bible. Oh, don't... Bring it into court, for God's sakes, don't. Get back in your chair. Oh, yes, sir. It is very well to cringe and crawl now, but you thought little enough of this poor Horner. Is that the guy? Or... No. In the dock for a crime of which he knew nothing. I'm sorry, I lost track. <laughs> Do you want me to fly? Just give me whatever your friend is on, and I'll just flow out the window. You yes. couldn't handle the trip, pal. I'll leave the country, <laughs> sir. Then charges against him will break down, maybe. Hmm, we will talk about that. And now let us hear a true account of the next act. How came the stone into the goose? And how came the goose into the open market? And how came Watson all over the tile floor without picking it up? Just get in there. Here's, I, I, I'm, uh, yes, just, here's a magic right. magic eraser. Just okay, scoop it all up, all right? Yeah, all right, get to work. Asshole. Yeah, all right. I'm cleaning the floor. <laughs> <laughs> 
normally like this. Huzzah, yeah, but I don't blame him. <laughs> Is this what married life does to you? Uh, maybe you can go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. We're, we're trying to get you in jail. It's a <laughs> oh, uh, let me hurry it up because that is a lot easier than what I'm dealing with right now. I will tell you, tell you it just as it happened, sir. When Horner had been arrested, it seemed to me that he would be best for me to get away with the stone at once. But I did not know at what moment the police might think of it to search me in my room. I don't hear you scrubbing that floor. I'm cleaning the floor. There was no place. hand is he, what it takes. He, he's got a lovely singing voice. I will say that. There, there was no place the about the hotel where it'd be safe. I went out as if it was some commission. I made for my sister's house. She married a man named Oaksnot. Oakshot. Oakshot, yes. Oakshot. And I lived in Brixton Road. Clearly, it's Oakshot of Brixton Road. Yes. <laughs> uh, pardon. Yeah. This is great brandy you have, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, over there, she fattened fowls for the market. My sister asked me what was the matter. I told, I told her, I'm sorry, I cannot tell the story while he's singing over there. Can you ask your friend to either leave, go in a closet, <laughs> shoot himself in the head? <laughs> what you know? What whatever doctors do? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm sure there's I'm sure there's some heroin or something he could take what to do calm doc- down. What do doctors do? Watson, go explore your own asshole and write about it in a journal. I'm a poet. I'll write iambic pentameter about it. Write about something, and yes. we. <laughs> Okay. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, when I got to my sister, she saw I was very upset. Yeah. She asked me what was wrong, and I told her that the jewel robbery at the hotel got me all riled. Then I went into the backyard and smoked a pipe and wondered what it is best to do. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I do my best thinking back there. Watson! <laughs> you a job <laughs> and now I'm starting to sound like one of the pythons <laughs> uh, alright so as I was in the yard I was looking at the geese that were wandering around my feet and then suddenly an idea came in my head which showed me how I could beat the best detective that has ever lived and how'd that work out for you not too good so far mm-hmm. not too good now no. I'm sitting in your home drinking your brandy right, well okay when you put it that way my sister had told me weeks before that I might have the pick of her grease geese for her Christmas present. Ah. I knew that she was always as good as her word. I would ma- take my goose now, and in it I would carry my stone home. I roasted a big fat one, white with barred tail. I caught it, pried open its bill before, because I'm very experienced with doing this with geese apparently. Clearly. I thrust the stone down its throat as far as my finger could reach. The bird gave a gulp, and I felt the stone pass along its gullet down into its crop. <laughs> Good God. You, you, you like saying crop, don't you? Good God. It's a fun word. But the creature flapped and struggled and came out of my sister to know what was the matter. As I turned to speak to her, the brute broke loose and fluttered off among the others. Brute, are we still talking about a goose? Yes, we are. I'm a little man. A bird. I'm a very little man. What are like, you doing with that bird, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I'm sorry, my sister doesn't sound anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> but when she she did come out though, and she did say those lines, I don't know how your friend knew that. <laughs> he's he's very insightful. Yes, he is. I'm very he perceptive. Does, he does. He does voices too. <laughs> You'd be very entertaining Wednesday nights. Yeah. Again, it's a Sunday. I know. How do you think it got into poetry? (laughs) But she came out and she said, Whatever, what are you doing with the bird, Jen? Well, you said you'd give me one for Christmas and I was feeling which one was the fattest. Oh, just as you like. Which is it you want then? (laughs) Very angry family. I have the white one with the bottom (laughs) tail. Right in the middle of the floor. Is she coming into her hormone shots or something? <laughs> oh, very well. Kill it and take it with you. <laughs> well, I did what she said, Mr. Holmes. I carried the bird all the way back. I got a knife. And I opened up the goose. This is perfectly normal for 1800s of London. Clearly. My heart turned to water, for there was no sign of the stone. And I knew that some terrible mistake had occurred. I rushed back to my sister's and hurried into the backyard. There was not the bird to be seen there. Where are they all, Maggie? Gone to the dealers, Jen! <laughs> Which dealers? Brackenridge of Covent Garden! But there was another with a barred tail, the same as the one I chose? Yes, Jen. There were two barred tailed ones. I could never tell them apart! <laughs> well, then, of course, I saw it all. And I ran off as hard as my feet would carry me to this man Brackenridge. But he had sold the lap all at once. And not one word would he tell me as to where they had gone. You heard him yourselves tonight, and now I myself am a branded thief, without ever touched the wealth for which I sold my character. God help me! Burst into convulsive sobbing like a bitch, his face buried in his hands. There was a long silence, broken only by my snickering and his heavy breathing, and by the measured tapping of Sherlock Holmes' finger taps on the edge of the table. Then my friend rose and threw open the door. Get out! What? Sir? Oh, heaven bless you. Get no, just shut up. Get the fuck out. <laughs> and no more words were needed. <laughs> <laughs> there was a rush. I clatter upon the stair with a bang of a door and the crisp rattle of running footfalls from the street. After all, Watson, said Holmes, reaching up his hand for his clay pipe. The hobos will reach him before he gets to the court of assizes, and I'm not retained by the police to supply their deficiencies. If Horner were in danger, it would be another thing, but this fellow will not appear against him, and the case must collapse. I suppose that I am committing a felony, but it is just possible that I am saving a soul. This fellow will not go wrong again. He is too terribly frightened. Send him to Gow... Gow now... Jail. It's jail, isn't it? Right? Uh, yes, it is jail, even though it's spelled stupidly. Yeah, right? So it's pronounced with a G, not a J. It'd be like if, if I was to give you a Christmas gift and I said, Here, have a Christmas gift. You would slap me in my stupid fat face. Yes, and I would never talk to you ever again. Exactly. It, it doesn't matter if the creator or the architect of the jail or the gal says it's pronounced jail. He's still wrong. Yes, Exactly. Yes. Besides, he was probably just fucking with everybody. You know how jail architects are. Yes. Anyway, you make him a jailbird for life. Besides, it is the season of forgiveness. Yes. Yes. Chance has put in our way a most singular and whimsical problem, and its solution is its own reward. Reward. Fucking from Jersey, suddenly. If you will have the goodness to touch the bell, Watson. Ring my bell. 
ring my bell. We will begin another investigation in which, also, a bird will be the chief feature. Of course, another bird, wonderful. So as long as Clothespin can help us out again. Fucking A. Ask him to come <laughs> along. I'm feeling charitable. It's Christmas, Watson. It's motherfucking Christmas. I apologize greatly for taking the shit upon the floor in the parlor. No worries. You'll clean it up tomorrow. Yes, I will. And I sang a lovely song about it. But that is a case for another day. We, the Cretans Guild players, thank you in being a most gracious and wonderful smelling audience. We wish you the happiest of tidings for the end of 2018. And remember, if you're of a mood for mindful misdeeds this holiday season, stay leeward of London and don't fuck with Sherlock Holmes. Fit. Yay! <laughs> oh man, we are going to get sued by the Conan Doyle estate. Nope, nope. Uh, public, um, sorry, uh, public, public domain. domain. Public oh. domain, yeah. That's why. That's when I wrote this, when that story hit. Nice. Because I know that, you know, no matter how badly we butchered and, you know, completely <laughs> scrubbed it clean of any dignity whatsoever, <laughs> any cultural worth, Conan Doyle couldn't come after us. Sure. Or his estate, I don't think. If he came after us, he can have everything he... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Okay, that's it. Um, I'm fucking tired. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That was so fun, though. I was, I'm, I'm glad we got, around, we got around to that eventually. Me too. This should, become an, this should become an annual thing. We should make it worse every year. Can we? Oh, yes. Can we make it worse? Oh, yes. Pencil that shit in. Uh, we're going sure. to start drafting up a budget in a couple of weeks here. <laughs> but in the meantime, we're on fucking vacation. Yep. Yes, we are. Yes. And I'm going to start mine, like, right now. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Cretans Guild followers and listeners and all that stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you for watching uh, the the adventure of the Blue Carbuncle, and uh, happy holidays, happy new year, and we'll see you guys in 2019. The game is a foot. Hashtag clothespin. This podcast is part of the Somebodies Network. You're never alone when you've got some buddies.